नमस्ते सुस्वागतम एंड वेलकम टू आर संडे एडिशन ऑफ वर्ड्स ऑफ विजडम ज्ञान गंगा ऑन आर विराट हिंदुस्तान संगम सोशल मीडिया चैनल्स वी हैड लास्ट ईयर अ डिस्कशन ऑन द न्यू बुक ब्राह्मण जेनोसाइड एंड आर व्यूवरशिप वॉज मोर देन एटी थाउजेंड व्यूवर्स अक्रॉस वेरियस चैनल्स लाइक यूट्यूब फेसबुक पेरिस्कोप दैट स्पेसिस एंड ऑन वेरियस पॉडकास्ट we today again have a very interesting discussion the discussion is on the uniform civil code and with dr subramaniam swami we have advocate ajay jagga who will be discussing the issue in the next 40 45 minutes and will be a very interesting discussion which is a very topical issue in india uh, i'll give you a brief introduction of sri ajay jagga ji he is an advocate he completed his law in the year 1990 and he's been practicing at the high court at chandigarh since then <coughs> his in initial area of <coughs> sorry specialization was public interest litigation and now he practices on the civil side especially indirect taxation on gst he is a senior panel counsel of the union territory and he has been appearing for numerous uh, government bodies and he been associated with numerous heritage committees रोगी कल्याण समिति एंड टैक्स इंटेलिजेंस यूनिट ऑफ चंडीगढ़ यूनियन टेरिटरी इम्प्लीमेंटेशन ऑफ द जी एस टी एंड वन आफ्टर द इम्प्लीमेंटेशन वन बिग बुक ऑन कंज्यूमर प्रोटेक्शन एक्ट टू थाउजेंड एंड नाइनटीन एंड राइट टू सर्विसेज एक्ट ही हैज बीन इन द फोर फ्रंट फाइटिंग अगेंस्ट द एंटिक स्मगलिंग फ्रॉम द city or union territory of chandigarh where antique furnitures antique street furnitures and various type of furnitures has been stolen from the country and he has done a big campaign to get this back and prevent this smuggling happening so without much words i will now take you uh, over to dr subramaniam swami to start this discussion on this very important subject the union uh, the uniform civil code and with this is over to dr swami to initiate the discussion thank you uh thank you jagdish uh, and friends uh, it's a very important topic because it's uh, something that we have as a party been uh, uh, promising from a long time and it's in the manifesto uh, even in the jansang days we uh, i remember we have held demonstrations demanding that it be implemented now uh i jaga is a very eminent uh, lawyer um he's so eminent that there's too much jealousy so <laughs> everybody there is worried that if you uh give him a, even a small uh, room to enter into the official dump <laughs> then he probably end up with the, uh, as an attorney general and no they'll all be left behind so uh, anyway but uh, still very young and uh, he's uh, you know he's got a big career ahead even bigger career ahead and we wish him well and he's written on a number of subjects and uh, nowadays uh, whenever uh, the rss uh, organization or its um, uh, friendly organizations they hold any meeting on law uh, jagga is always invited as the as one of the prominent guests so uh, we are very happy to have him here today he is also expert in many other fields of, uh, of law for instance on the smuggling of antiques 
from Chandigarh. He has played a major role and he's known uh, as a person who has done that and uh, is respected for that. So uh, today uh, we get him for this uh, uh, in, in this subject of U UCC, as it's called, uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, civil code. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a civil code of the country, which is there in the constitution, but not as a direction. It's in the uh, it's in the directive principles. Uh, so it means that uh, uh, it's uh, strongly recommended by the founding fathers of our country that uh, the uniform civil code and uh, ban on cow slaughter and all these are part of the uh, directive principles of the uh, of the constitution which is not binding, uh, but it is uh, strongly urged that the, uh, the state um, um, carry out uh, necessary uh, legal procedures to make it a law, and we have not done it. And uh, so far, some hesitation, I don't understand. After all, what all is, the, is a, a part of uh, uh, this uh, uniform civil code is, that uh, uh, marriages and uh, inheritances, uh, uh, you know, um, in uh, receiving uh, what is your property uh, rights in a family, all these, they, they can't be uh, one for Muslims and one for uh, Hindus or one for Christians. Uh, there has to be uh, a single, uh, these are all material things, uh, you know, it's not a question of uh, whether God is A or God is B. But uh, these are um, uh, matters, and after all, uh, if a Muslim marries uh, three or four, then some other Muslim uh, will not get a bride because the, the women are 50% uh, and male are 50%. It's a one-to-one -one ratio. So therefore, when uh, the Hindus decided that, uh, like Lord Rama, uh, he was our, uh, our symbol, uh, for one wife, uh, he went uh, all over the place and uh, whatever else happened, he just wouldn't look at anybody else. So uh, that, uh, that is the principle of, uh, of, 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 uh, of, of uh, the civil code, that uh, marriages are sacred and it should be a strict uh, combination between man and his wife or, or wife and her husband. And uh, this is what you want to bring out. You can't say that tomorrow uh, I marry you and then I simply say, I know you're no more married or you say talaq, talaq, and that's the end of it. So we have been through a series of things uh, now slowly, but very slowly. After all, the first time the matter came to be on the challenge is not on the constitution. It is the Shabanu case where she used the, her lawyers used the, uh, civil, uh, the excuse me, the uh, um, the uh, criminal law, law, not the IPC, but the CRPC, uh, Criminal Procedure Code, uh, to say that should should be paid uh, a maintenance amount, and uh, that maintenance amount is an uh, additional to something called a idat or something like that, which is given when you. He was a wife, we give her a small amount of money and say, now go out. Even that is not implemented, but uh, uh, that is there in the in Quran. So therefore, uh, women are treated like chattel and we can't have that. And certainly in India, with, 
uh, leave alone Hinduism, but I'm saying even as a, any secular society, uh, men and women are equal. So what we are today discussing is why UCC? What is it that, uh, that it will entail? Uh, what have the Hindus done? What is this Hindu code bill that we passed? And uh, is that something that uh, there should be a Muslim uh, uh, civil code? Uh, because the Hindus already have this. Uh, they have uh, all very, very established. Now the Hindus, uh, Hindu uh, code will uh, completely systematized uh, the relationship between man and his wife. There was property in the children, everything. It's all, all there in uh, black and white. So the same kind of thing we want uh, for every other uh, religious uh, group in India, including the Muslims. And, uh, and that uh, we will not allow theology to come in the way of what is a human rights uh, issue. Uh, the behavior of women and the behavior of men to women and uh, the status of a woman in a marriage or in inheritance and so on. So over to Jaga, uh, the field is yours. You explain to us uh, what is this all about and why is it not being implemented? What is the block? And, and then after that, we'll have some questions to give to you from the other panelists here in this show. Thank you, Dr. Swami. I am grateful to Virat Hindustan Sangam as well as respectable Dr. Swami for providing me an opportunity to deliver a talk in front of him, which looks like a Herculean task. But anyway, <laughs> I, I do my best to ensure that all our viewers at least have a clear cut view as to what is the Uniform Civil Code and what we are doing and what is the way ahead. Now, to beginning with, we started uh, the, uh, the things with regard to UCC with a public notice issued by the 22nd Law Commission of India dated 14th of June, where they invited views and ideas of the public at large regarding the Uniform Civil Code. So mark my words, they have only invited views and ideas. So this is what has started a debate in the country. And uh, now beginning with the word UCC, I will uh, provide the definition both in Hindi and English just to for the better explanation of the language. Like uh, uh, Samvidhan is uh, when we do a Sandhi Vichir, there are two words which comes out of Samvidhan that is Sam and Vidhan. Now Sam is equal to Saman which means Barabar or equal and Vidhan means legislation. So when we join both the words, it becomes Saman Vidhan. That means similar legislation for all the people. Now when you go to the English, the term Uniform Civil Code is of three words called Uniform, Civil and Code. Now Uniform means all people are same in all circumstances. That is in one form. Civil is taken from a Latin word called Civils, which means citizens. When used as an adjective to the term law, it means right of citizens. The third word is code. Now code is also taken from the Latin word codex, which is a book. So therefore, it means the uniform laws that are replicable to all the citizens of India, irrespective of the caste, religion, birth, sex, tribe, etc., etc. So after the definition, I go to the origin of the Uniform Civil Code. In one of my lectures, somebody asked me from where this thing has come up. 
So the origin or the birth of uniform civil code came from the first law commission was appointed in 1835 under the Charter Act of 1833 with Lord Macaulay as the chairman. Now later on, the Lex Locke report came in 1840, and the issue was that the Anglo-Indians had complained that civil laws applicable to them in other places in India were was not clear, and there was much confusion with regard to the laws. Now with this, the whole Lex Locke report was prepared. Now this word Lex Locke also has come from Latin, and that means law of the place. That's what is the Lex Locke report. Now this report came in 1837 and it was implemented in 1840. Now this report has three parts about the laws. One is civil law, one is criminal laws, and third they have carved out personal laws. As far as civil law is concerned, they made the laws that is came civil procedure code applicable to all. For criminal, they came with the criminal procedure code, and subsequently came with Indian Penal Code. that is also applicable to all without any discrimination but somehow they left the personal laws they said these are the personal matters of hindus muslim etc etc so for that for that part of time they said we are not doing so they left it and that part which was left in the lex locke report is known as those civil laws which we are now calling uniform civil code which is pending but subsequently when 1947 the indian independence act got the royal assent on 18th of july 47 there i mean the hindus and muslim and the everybody they accepted the recommendation of lord mountbatten it started with partition of india linking two independent dominions india and pakistan pakistan got split into pakistan east pakistan then became bangladesh bengal punjab was divided and then Jawaharlal Nehru became first Prime Minister. Jinnah became Pakistan Governor General, and Liaquat Ali Khan became the first Prime Minister of Pakistan. Now, as per the Indian Evidence Act, Indian Independence Act 1947, the day was 15 August 47 when the two independent dominions were set up in India. And that time, it was in the Section 8 of that Act says that the power of legislation shall initially be with the constituent assemblies of each dominion. that means constituent assembly for india and constituent assembly for pakistan now 4th november 1948 is the date when chiri baba bhim rao ambedkar came out and told the basic outlining of the draft constitution it has been recorded in the volume 7 of the constituent assembly debates now he gave three points one he said that there has to be a single judiciary second he said there has to be uniformity in fundamental laws civil and criminal and third a common all india civil service to ban the important posts further he said the care is taken to eliminate uh, all diversities from laws which are at the basis of civic and corporate life and the great codes of uh, civil and criminal law such as civil procedure code penal code criminal procedure code evidence act transfer of property act laws of marriage divorce etc are either placed in the concurrent list so that necessary uniformity can occur subsequently article 35 is also referred so i would like to just tell the viewers that article 35 was the part of the draft constitution 
which eventually became Article 44. But in the draft constitution, it was Uniform Civil Code under Article 35. Now, the most important date in the Constituent Assembly with regard to Uniform Civil Code is 23rd of November 1948. 23rd of November. Now, what happened in the debate is that there were primarily three key speakers. Number one, Muhammad Ismail Khan. He was from Kerala, from the constituency called Manjeri. And he was president of the Indian Union Muslim League. Second was Hussain Imam. And he was a prominent politician of Bihar and a member of Constituent Assembly of India. They were the two persons who were interestingly against the timing of Uniform Civil Code. And on record, it has been mentioned in the Constituent Assembly date that they actually agreed with it. Muhammad Ismail Khan on record gave a statement to the Constituent Assembly saying that I have no doubt that a state would come when the civil law would be uniform. But then that time has not yet come. So this is absolutely clear that they were all in favor of uniform civil court, but they said the time has not yet come. He said, we believe that power that has been given to state to make civil court uniform is in advance of the time. So this is in advance of the time. But he says, anyway, ultimately the state would be justified in bringing a uniform civil law, but we are not yet ready as so they never said that it is not, he said it is required. They only said that country has partition right now, we are stabilizing other issues. So let's not touch these things right now, but let's make a part of it. Then there was Hussein Imam. He also gave a statement recorded in Constituent Assembly debates. He says, I feel it is all right and a very desirable thing to have a uniform law, but at a very distant date. So he recorded this thing that he also agreed that it is required, but at a distant date. And for that, we should await for coming of the event when all of people will be educated, there will be mass literacy, etc., etc. And uh, you can't have it today, but subsequently it will come. And then ultimately, the concluding remarks of B.R. Ambedkar, he says, we have the law of transfer of property, which deals with the property relations which is operative throughout the country. Then there is Negotiable Instruments Act, which is also operational throughout the country. And he said, I can cite innumerable laws which are applicable throughout the country. And practically a civil code is there in the country, uniform in its content and applicable to the entire country. He said the only province the civil law has not been able to invade so far is the marriage and succession. It is this little corner that he says that we have not been able to invade so far. And it is the intention of those who desire to have Article 35 as part of the Constitution to bring about that change. Therefore, the argument whether we should attempt such a thing seems to be somewhat misplaced for the simple reason that we have, as a matter of fact, covered the whole lot of field which is covered by Uniform Civil Code in the country. And his last line was, it is therefore too late now to ask a question whether we could do it. As I say, we have already done it. So he had virtually closed this entire debate that whether we should have a uniform civil law or not. So the people should know that Union Civil Code is already existing because in the Constituent Assembly debates, that article which was in the draft constitution was made, Article 44 of the Constitutions. So hence, issue number one is clear 
that uniform civil code is already existing in our constitution. The only issue is, if we go, now what it says, it, UCC seeks to implement secular laws to govern all people, including those belonging to different religion. It intends to apply the whole body of legislation governing of property right, personal right, marriage, divorce, maintenance, adoption, inheritance. Now, this is a one-line article. This is absolutely clear in the directive principles. It says the state shall endeavor to secure for citizens a uniform civil court throughout the country. Now, the word is state shall endeavor. That means the provision is there, but states has to endeavor. So now it is already there. First part is clear. I would also like to make a small mention that people accept the uniform civil code in US and Australia, even as not being Sharia law, but they are not ready to accept uniform civil code in India, not as a principle, but just to skip it, say the right time has not come. We also go to the 42nd amendment, which brought to the preamble, the word called secular. Now, the secular word was brought in and it is also being misunderstood and misinterpreted. The meaning of secular is very simple. It says religiously neutral, means no religion, so it's secular. So UCC, apart from being approved under the constitution, is secular also. And thus preamble also, you know, gives force that we must have the uniform civil code in our country. I would also like to mention what Mahatma Gandhi once he had mentioned, he said we should get out of the miasma of religious majorities and minorities. Now, miasma, I defined and found that it means that something which is stinking, which creates unpleasant atmosphere. So even Mahatma Gandhi he said that we need this uniform law to remove all this dirty smell from the country. We have to good atmosphere that we must have at this thing. I also like to mention a case about John Pollam Adam versus Union of India. It was a case in 2003 when Chief Justice was V.M. Kare, Honorable. He observed that it is a matter of great regret that Article 44 of the Constitution has not been given effect to. Parliament is still to step in for framing a common civil code in the country. This is the observation of the Chief Justice of India in 2003. So that means we were quite slow, despite being saying that we are ready, but we were still very slow. In fact, in 2015, the Supreme Court also mentioned that there is a total confusion in the country due to the various personal laws. And they thought if the government was willing to implement the UCC. And it also observed what happened to it. Why don't you, means the government, frame and implement it. Observation of the Supreme Court is what happened to it? Why don't you frame and implement it? Thereafter, the Uttarakhand and Gujarat, this, these two states constituted the committees for working on the implementation of UCC. But the same were challenged in the Apex Court. But the Supreme Court said that there is nothing wrong in it. There is the Article 162 which empowers the state to constitute such committees. And in India, Article 44 is in the part of Directive Principle of state policies and hence the states has to endeavor and they are you know taking few steps for the implementation of UCC and the petitions were dismissed and there's nothing wrong in it. Now the question goes the power and the efforts has go to the states now in the matters governing divorce, adoption, inheritance, guardianship etc etc they should start working like Uttarakhand as well as the state of Gujarat.
now i would also like to refer to article 246 bracket 2 this is the article which gives the procedure because lot of people are asking how this is going to be brought in our country what is to be done now article 246 is also a small article but it describes it says subject matter of laws made by parliament and by legislature of states and it says notwithstanding anything in clause 3 parliament are subject to clause 1 the legislature of any state also have the power to make laws with respect to any matter that are enumerated in list 3 of 7th schedule in the constitution which is referred to as a concurrent list now i go to the 7th schedule i go to the list 3 concurrent list i go to item 5 i get marriage divorce infant minor adoption wills intestacy succession joint family partition etc so these all are the subjects of the personal laws so now article 44 is already there 246 sub clause 2 article is also there giving us the procedure how to proceed so the process is given completely in this constitution now now what is what is the claim of the opposition as far as the constitution is concerned this is the ucc is contradicted to article 25 and article 26 i go to article 25 it says 25 bracket 1 says subject to public order morality and health and to the other provisions of this part so 25 is not you know it's free for all it says public order morality health and other parts please note the word are other parts now it is very clear that article 25 is not something like absolutely without any restriction there is a proper restriction further i go to 26 it says freedom to manage religious affairs but keep it in mind subject to other provisions now i when i go to 25 and 26 then of course i have to go to article 14 and 15 the 14 says equality before law that state shall not deny to any person any equality before the law and equal protection to laws within the territory of india then i go to article 15 it says prohibition of discrimination on the grounds of religion caste race sex or place of birth so 14 15 are articles advanced to 25 and 26 so 25 and 26 the opposition is misusing it very badly stating that ucc is in contradiction this is absolutely wrong and absolutely without any logic opposition is good because you bring so many finer points which we might miss but opposition for the sake of opposition without going into the depth and merits of the matter is the worst kind of opposition and you should not give any kind of you know attendance to this kind of opposition which is useless yes i we will go to the when procedures implementations of course the government will call the people for seeking their views on the implementation now it also meant, i also went to a statement given by honorable justice former chief justice of india mr bobde the statement was given was given on 27th of march 2021 this is a absolutely perfect statement and it is enlightening and most of the people has not been able to perhaps look at this angle he has given a statement and told us why are you looking left right you look at goa he says the yeah. uniform civil yeah. code is already existing in goa his statement says that 
Goa is already having a uniform, kind of a uniform civil code, if not absolutely. And he says that it has, it should encourage the intellectuals of this country to indulge in an academic talk to visit the state to learn about it. He says Goa has what constitutional framers thought about an enemy state in India, a uniform civil code. He also said that I have had the great privilege of administering justice under that code. It applies to marriage and succession and governing all Goans irrespective of their religious affiliations. So he has already told that it's not that it's not where existing. It's already existing in Goa. Further, going to the next part, I would just like to mention about a very important case called Sarla Mudgal versus Union of India. This is a case where again the government, the Supreme Court has given certain direction and described and clarified a very important point. They said there was a question was whether a Hindu husband married under the Hindu law by embracing Islam can solemnize second marriage. The court held that Hindu marriage solemnized under the Hindu law can only be dissolved on any of the grounds specified under the Hindu Marriage Act. 1955. So, convergent to Islam and marrying again would not by itself dissolve the Hindu marriage under the Act. And thus, a second marriage solemnized by a Hindu after con converting to Islam would be an offence under 494-5 of the IPC. So, this is also a very important judgment if people think that, you know, going for multiple marriages like this, if you convert from Hindu to Islam, you can do it but I'm sorry, it's absolutely not, not permissible in our country. And now, coming to the small part, a lot of people ask me this question. A lot of myths are going on in the country. I would also like to make a special mention the kind of myths which are traveling with the, in this country to, you know, waver the minds of the people. Somebody is saying that personal identity will be finished. I'm sorry, this is not a uniform identity code, so it has got nothing to do with that. Somebody said, madrasas will stop. Again, this is wrong. UCC has got nothing to do with the uniform education code. Somebody said, namaz will be stopped. This is absolutely incorrect. It is not a uniform worshipping code. Some said, dress will be common for everybody. Even this is incorrect. This is not a uniform dress code. People are also referring to the tribals, that their traditions will change. I would like to mention that this is not a uniform tribal code or uniform custom code or uniform traditional code. So it's not going to touch their traditions. There's another interesting thing very much traveling in the... Somebody has raised a question that Baba Yogi Bulldozer will go all over the country and demolish everything. Sorry, this is not... This is a uniform civil code. It is not a uniform or anti-encroachment code that country will have that kind of bulldozer. For that, there will be separate to and might be some people are trying to make those things in our country, but it has got no connection with the Uniform Civil Code. Another thing has come that this law is being, Uniform Civil Code is being brought so as to hot track the criminal cases and put the people, you know, commit the people as fast as possible under the criminal law by bringing Uniform Civil Code. It is absolutely incorrect. It is not that people will be thrown to jail in a fast track code and this is not a Uniform Judicial Code for the criminal matters. Two last thing people are also creating myths that religious conversions will stop, they are trying to say. Although their people are there trying to stop it, but it is not directly connected to uniform civil code. Last point, what is myth is going is 
that cow killing will be stopped that no sorry this is also not part of the uniform civil code for that separate law is required and perhaps dr swami also you know was contemplating to bring a bill in the parliament which is probably he can throw better light and further going to tell you whenever there is the, something is coming good myths are definitely bound to be part for example when gst came i went to certain villages for a lecture the people told me that they have been told that this gst means in haryanvi language they call it ghana sara tax means lots of tax so this was a myth given by the by the people those who are opposing gst but i am sorry the gst has come up very well although there are issues with regard to the procedures with regard to the gstn its legality illegality connection those are separate but as far as tax collections are concerned the june tax collection or the record tax collection at uh, 161497 crores in our country this is unimaginable the nation one nation one tax has brought these results so one nation one civil law will also bring these i would also tell you that it is not that one gst has been amended more than 500 times including the rates of tax 200 circulars rather more than 200 has been issued instructions more than 25 has been issued orders 20 has been issued so government is open to all kind of changes gst council is working round the clock and the recent meeting 50th of the gst council in delhi has clarified you can imagine after 2017 now in 2023 again it has been clarified that all foods and beverages which are sold in the cinema theaters are taxable at the rate of 5 pm uh, at the rate of 5% and not 28% which people has been charging so be alert that the rate is 5% this clarification has come up now even eateries are charging 18% because we need little clarity which is actually the 5% except the five star hotels similarly article 370 was removed with dr swami was the first man who was advocating he says why is article 370 can be deleted without parliament concurrence and with a simple presidential concurrence he says it can be removed but although it is better late than never finally government accepted that proposal and they removed the article 370 there were people who were opposing saying that there will be chaos all over there will be violence etc etc but amazingly the kind of tourism which has gone up it is unimaginable 102 flights moving in one day 51 in 51 out so you can imagine the kind of influx the tourism data says january 22 to september 22 it is 1.5 crore visitors has visited kashmir so you you can well imagine that all the steps which our country has taken has taken our country so far and so good are the places i think with this i have been able to give a kind of a background to uniform civil uh, court and i am grateful for having a great listening and especially with the people like dr swami who is an uh, who's my guru and who has uh, you know such a learned person in this world who has been teaching in harvard and he left harvard imagine people are looking for an admission and he was a professor in harvard but he left and he came here and he has spent a huge amount of time you know for you know providing these things and uh, guidance to people like us and to the nation and what should be done and what should be done i think once uniform civil code come we will have another opportunity when the government will ask 
that what are going to the procedure. The last point I would like to mention, when demonetization came, Dr. Swami has also referred that scheme was whatever without commenting that what it did and whether it was required, that was the RBA and law enforcing agencies. But there was a little problem with the implementation of this demonetization. Had there been enough of notes, currency notes in the ATM machines, there might have been a very smoothing period. So similarly, my only request to Dr. Swami and the government that, that there be a very smooth uh, background and teachers for the UCC so that there should not be any confusion. Thank you very much and I wish all the best that Dr. Swami will do his best and guide the country in bringing the Uniform Civil Code apart from the government which is headed by Narendra Modi who has also advocated one family means one law. Thank you very much. Well, great, uh, great presentation. Uh, as expected, you're, uh, you already have established a reputation for public speaking, in uh, particularly in, uh, in Punjab and Haryana and Chandigarh. Uh, let me uh, put you three questions, all connected. Number one, when you say uniform civil code, uh, what uh, first thing you are saying is that one man can marry only one woman because the population of women and population of men is 50 and if one man marries five, uh, then somebody else will not be able to uh, uh, get, a get, get a wife. It is all right when the Mughals were here, they were, uh, they, they were you know, uh, they were just. Uh, uh, picking up women from everywhere and uh, marrying them. So I'm not, uh, uh, I'll say the first thing that we need to do is to make sure that uh, uh, no one can marry more than one. Second, uh, when the divorce takes place, today it is, uh, I don't know whether triple talaq is still there or not. Um, I keep hearing it's gone and so on, but I still hear people saying it's still there and so on. But triple talaq is an insult to human beings. Then a man says, talaq, 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 out you go. So that has to, uh, the Uniform Civil Code means that you have to take this out. A man cannot uh, divorce his wife unless there's a procedure for it, for which the, the woman can go to court and so on. The third thing is, uh, when the divorce takes place, they give only what is called iddat, which means uh, some small amount of money. And for the rest of her life, uh, this lady has uh, not been educated. She has not been uh, you know, skilled in anything. And she's uh, put on the street. Now, that uh, we cannot allow. Uh, and so that is also part of the uniform uh, civil court. Now take case, case of Shah Banu. What is Shah Banu and how did she get relief? She did not go and say, no, no, please, uh, you know, I've, uh, uniform, this is what uh, my Islam says. There's nothing of the kind. She went straight to section 125 of the CRPC. That is the criminal procedure code which lays down compensation and how it should be given. Some people should read it. And on that basis, the clever uh, lawyer, she was able to get uh, the, uh, uh, her, um, uh, whatever the, the alimony or whatever it's called, you know, 
um, she had the money that she was that was due to her over a lifetime. Then uh, Rajiv Gandhi, uh, the pressure came. Now here the question: uh, Most Muslims I know say, "Let there be financial um, uh, uniform civil code. We have no problem, and none of us have any more than one wife anyway." Uh, but uh, still, everybody is scared. The Muslims will be upset. Which Muslims are going to be upset? It's going to be the these uh, Arab sheikhs. That's all. I I saw. I remember that, and they were talking to Rajiv Gandhi about this, and he said our real problem was that we were importing oil, so much oil from the from the Arab countries and all, and we were being threatened. So they uh, they have also an Islamic organization and so on. They were given a big thrashing there when our representatives went. So I am saying, as far as India is concerned. Should know that, as you pointed out, Australia, Muslims uh, abide by that. United States, they abide by that. They, you know, all the European countries, they abide by that. So, um, uh, if you marry more than one, this is uh, it's, uh, it is an illegal. Uh, it's illegal in these countries, and it should be illegal immediately. So, I think uh, what uh, is the, there's uh, the many dimensions to uh, uniform civil code, but you should start by first saying. That you can't divorce by triple talaq out of the question, and two, you have to give alimony in such a way that uh, she is able to live her life alone without any education, sitting at home on the basis of this. She, you know, you can't drive her to destitution. And the th third one is that uh, when it, uh, there should be a procedure for uh, for uh, uh, for how. The uh, divorce, if it should take place, it should be uh, um, established, and that is the way we should go ahead. Even if we can't do all of it in one template, but we can start by, uh, by certain basics. Over to, over to uh, Ramesh. Anything you want to say? Yes, Jakaji. Uh, uh, thank you for uh, for an excellent, uh, you know, information about what UCC is. My question to you is, what is the impact of UCC, even though it's going to have benefits of bringing everything under one, uh, you know, civil court, what will have, what will be the impact on, for the Hindus, like we have the Hindu Undivided Family Act, there is this asset issues, so what to create a confusion there, because a lot of people have large, maybe big, uh, a lot of them have gone under the umbrella of uh, HUF for tax purposes and other things, so what will be the impact of UCC on that? You see, I left that point of the myths which are traveling in the country. Now, another mm. myth which is traveling is that everybody will be taxable. There will be no exemptions under the tax law. HUF will be gone. No exemptions. This is all a myth. I must again say that we are not bringing a uniform tax code. That was direct taxes code or uniform separate code is a separate thing. But it has got no connection with the uniform civil code. I must make a clarification. So the Hindu Undivided Family Act is not a part of UCC? No. Okay. Good. Thank you. And one more thing, even you mentioned about the cinema theaters, one of the viewers just gave uh, saved some information saying that that 8% is only after you walk into the theater and buy. If you buy it along with the ticket, it is still taxed at 28%. Absolutely. It's kind of nonsense. You know, it's absolutely nonsensical. I don't understand why this is there. You know, I, I'll just explain it. You see the 50-year GST council meeting, they have said, that there is a concept of called composite supply in the GST. 
Now, component supply is defined as a group of items. When you buy the highest rate is applicable, this is part of the GST law. Right or wrong, this may call for an amendment. But now the clarification is, if you go to a cinema and if you buy popcorn and coke, the rate of tax will be 5%. But if you buy it as a part of the ticket, then it will be 28%. So for the viewers, they should not buy anything with the ticket and they should buy only going over there and must ensure that rate of tax is 5%. Government has also said the anti-profiteering authority that pe the people should not whether the prices of these items has been brought down in the cinemas or not. If the cinemas are not bringing down the prices, they are you know uh, going for the unjust enrichment. Second thing, one of the most important, all eateries, standalone restaurant, hotels, except five-star where room tariff is 7,500 or above. The rate of taxes, 5%, it is not 18%. But unfortunately, we have given 50 representations to the government that please issue a clarification. We are still waiting. Even I had clipped the interview of Shri Arun Jaitley, where he said that this special provision has been brought to ensure that consumers are not exploited, but somehow the exploitation is going on. So my request to the government is please make a clarification that it is 5%, not 18%. Viewers can also check that. Thank you. Okay. So one last question. Okay, Jagdishi, go ahead. I'll come back if we have time. Advocate uh, Ajay Jagaji, my question is in the country, and uh, please give me the answer because many viewers are, we have, do we have a uniform criminal code? Is uniform criminal code in existence in some form or the other in India today? I want to know. So our criminal procedure code and IPC is applicable to all. Yes, okay. it's a uniform. So, would, uh, so I had, I had in fact mentioned that when Lex Locke report came in 1840, the Britishers they partitioned the laws into three parts. Number one, civil law. Uh, the number one, civil procedure code. Second, criminal procedure code with IPC. And third was personal laws. Personal laws which were related to Hindus and Muslims, those were left. They intentionally left it that let the Hindu and Muslim decide amongst themselves. So those parts which were left by the Britishers, apart from civil procedure and criminal procedure, which includes marriage, divorce, succession, guardianship, interstacy, will, etc. Those are the part of things which are going to be under the uniform civil code. But civil laws, criminal laws are already existing and they are, they are at par for common for everybody. So my question to you further is, if there is a uniform criminal code which is equal for both Hindus, Muslims, Christians, Sikhs, uh, Jains or Parsis or all that, then uh, that would uh, that mean the Sharia law is not uh, Sharia criminal law is not applicable to Muslims. Is that what you are saying? Yes, correct. correct. So why Sharia civil laws should be applicable to Muslims? I want to know, what I want to know is they cannot have selective in uh, uh, choosing between the two. Sharia criminal law is not applicable to Muslims, but Sharia civil law today is applicable or applicable to Muslims and we want who, to have a uniform law. Who's they? The Muslims. 
Muslims in India are not against uh, uniform civil court. I can tell you that. But they, there are uh, pockets who represent uh, certain uh, obscurantist uh, nations. They are the ones who are uh, being to, uh, who are active in saying that you will not be a Muslim if you agree to all these things. But the Muslims agreed, as, as he has pointed out, in Australia, in in in, in uh, France, even in France, where the Muslims are all in rioting, uh, they have to uh, follow that law there. Same thing in America, uh, Scandinavia. So uh, I think uh, it's only in India because we get pushed around and kicked around, like we saw in the time. Yeah, go on. I I just want to make one thing again for for Jagdish ji and for our other viewers that I have specially mentioned that at the time when India and Pakistan, they became two separate nations and we had our constituent assembly. In the constituent assembly, there were people who were in favor of uniform civil code and people, they were against uniform civil code. But those who were against uniform civil code, concludingly on 23rd November 1948, that was the day when 44 article was brought in. They on record, I have also repeated, mentioned that we all are in favor of uniform civil court, but we are saying that this is not the correct time. So what I am pointing from 47 to 2023, we have come when the right time is going to come. Today, they are also saying all India Muslim Personal Law Board has given the uh, suggestions to the 22nd Law Commission in, uh, I mean, before 14th of July, just now. And that Personal Muslim Law Board again has mentioned to the Law Commission that this is not the correct time. So the problem is, what is the time? <laughs> no, you are mentioning about time. No, no. What is the correct time, Ajay Jagaji? We never no, say no. today is not the correct time, tomorrow is not the time. When is the time? You can't no, no, say no. that. You know? I'm saying that there needs to be a conviction. That that's no, no. the issue. Jagaji, Sorry, you said 1948 was not the correct time. Correct. But, but I want to ask you, is end of nine years or end of the tenth year a correct time? Why is it not, not done in the first year? See, just like those 48 leaders uh, wanted to stretch it for beyond 48, don't you think our government also coming out, perhaps I don't know, in the tenth year, whether that is the right time or the first year was the right time? Then you can't go to Dubai. <laughs> If you do this, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, Jagdish, you have made a very valid point. 1948 was the right time, but our uh, governments did the mistake. When the partition took place, it was very clear that partition means Hindustan for Hindus, Pakistan for non-Hindus, those who cannot live with Hindus, and since. Hindustan was for Hindus, at that time they should have said that one country, one constitution, that should have been adopted in 1947, which was... So rightly questioning, I know, you're questioning the... Aap Modi ji ki niyat ko... He's traveling, so we might get... जब अटल बिहारी वाजपेयी प्रधानमंत्री थे उस समय भी इनके घोषणा पत्र में था अटल बिहारी वाजपेयी ने क्यों नहीं लाया इसको फ्रॉम 1989 ऑन अरुण जी 
uh, sorry, we have, we'll, he's traveling, so we will, might be losing him on and off. Jagdeep yeah. uh, uh, you can proceed with your next question. So, but till Arvindji comes back. No, uh, Ajay Jagaji, there is a bit of confusion with our viewers. Yeah, Arvindji, Arvindji, one minute. Yeah, Arvindji, one minute. Arvindji, can you turn off your video because uh, you're Hello, traveling, yes. you can't do... Don't turn off your video, but your audio is fine. Uh, but yeah, because we are cutting, you're not coming in at all. Your video is freezing. No, it was because of the connectivity. Uh, yeah, because of connectivity. Because of connectivity. Yeah, please ask your question yeah. so, so that you know, saying, we can answer uh, the question. This question is, this question. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Uh, no, my uh, Ajay Jagaji, some of our viewers ha and uh, many people across the country, there is a confusion. When we talk about, I, I know you clarified to some extent, when we talk about Uniform Civil Code, what exactly will be uh, affected uh, for whether it is for Hindus or whether it is for uh, minorities, what exactly will be affected is what people want to know, whether you have some ideas, what will be affected? Now, I can explain you this thing in two, uh, two parts. Number one is that when we say this thing that what is going to be the part that will be actually when the draft will come, what topics will bring in. But as far as what is Part of personal laws is concerned primarily as Ambedkar has said that it is marriage, divorce, succession that is called property rights. So primarily these are the three things which are covered in that but people are not understanding. People are saying Hindu cannot do Saptapadi, Muslim cannot do Nikah, Christians cannot do this is all nonsense. You see, it has got nothing to do. This is not a uniform tradition code. You can do the marriage the way Hindus, Sikhs, they want to anandkare, please go ahead, Muslim go to Christian, or uh, Christian go to church, go ahead, Muslim go for Nikanama, go ahead, Hindu Sapadi, go ahead. See, that system is not open, but the law, for example, divorce Dr. Swami referred, the talaq, 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 iddat. These are issues which are related with the marriage, marriage as well as divorce and property rights, succession. Those are covered under the Uniform Civil Code. Nothing else. Uh, let me add one thing. Let me add, let me add one, one thing more. As far as the Hindus are concerned, we had a Hindu code bill and everything is settled now. It's only the Muslims who have been left behind. They have to change. The Hindus are not affected by, uh, by Uniform Civil Code because we have already met those requirements in the Hindu Code Bill of 1955. That is the uh, that is why the issue is essentially one of the Muslim community not protesting while we bring in modern laws for uh, civil uh, civil relationships. One thing more that something is being hidden. No, I have one. Jagaji, uh, I have one question. Uh, when uh, you say about marriage, Hindus uh, will follow their own tradition, Muslims will follow their own tradition. But whether the four marriages allowed under Islam, will it be continued? No. No, no, I tell you. 
there was a debate yesterday some muslim scholar was sitting he says this is also incorrect to state that there is four muslim in islam there is no such provision there may be in some other but he says it is not in or islam that everybody is permitted <laughs> all india muslim personal law board they have decided uniformly that they are going to oppose it on what grounds are they going to oppose it no they, they all are, india they muslim personal law board <laughs> they are their major prop their major are two things first is article 25 but they forget that it says it is subject to the other parts of the constitution which has already put restrictions and secondly muslim personal law board has also not denied even constituent assembly nobody denied uniform civil code only the time so time now we have with us we before 2024 we can put a draft it is 46 lakhs yes suggestions has already gone to 22nd law commission they have extended the date with 46 lakh already people have given suggestions and they have extended the date let the last date be over let there be a draft of the uniform civil code now no. it is for the government to take it before the people so where is that draft so they should bring it there is no draft so i have a question which is of a general there is a draft nature. these kind of questions will not come no no arvind the government can come up with any draft they have not come come up law commission has asked for this thing but my question would vote ajay jagga and dr swami is looking at the time schedule the monsoon session is uh, almost beginning and it will get over before 15th uh, august then we have a winter session and perhaps a short pre uh, election session in the month of uh, january or february before the election so really two sessions are pending election commission has called for suggestions will the government have to wait for this election commission's recommend i uh, sorry law commission no, recommendation or can the government go ahead and make a bill and pass it in the remaining two sessions before the election my question is that because this law commission it seems to be a different agenda and the government may have a different agenda so i want this no, 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 law commission is not binding on the government they can go okay. ahead with uh, saying uh, you know they, they can go to the university library for future references okay so there the still there is still hope of we getting uh, if the government is serious narendra modi is serious and uh, about the timing he can still be, bring about an uh, uniform civil code in the coming two sessions perhaps it's too late for the it's still possible in the uh, some monsoon session but it is not too late for the next two sessions so what, what that, about the, what about requiring hindus not to abandon their wives without divorcing them yeah that is also part perhaps will be <laughs> that is a part of our hindu uh, uh, act Uh, Jagdaji, one question. You mentioned something about property. What do you mean by that? Under use. What do you mean by property? How is it? Well, you mentioned something. Inheritance. You said, inheritance. Uh, no, 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 no. In UCC, they you said three things come into play. One was marriage, divorce, and property. What do you mean by property? No, no, property. How you dispose of the property? What is meant by will? No, no. Then is is that a part of tax or UCC? 
it is the UCC. It is, uh, uh, sorry, uh, it is UCC. I mean, how many, what about children? Do you know what the uh, 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 girl children, uh, they get hardly anything in the, in the uh, property Correct, of the... Swami, I, so I agree. How will it impact? Then in that case, how does it impact what is on currently? How does it impact? Women will become more empowered. They will not be uh, subject to... No, I'm, so my girl child will unmet equal rights in the property. Yeah. Irrespective of religion. So is there a difference today among the religions? Is there a property yeah, distribution? There is. There is. Okay. The, the Hindus have uh, completed, uh, you know, it's all, all practically equal. And uh, the Muslim thing, there is a big difference. Okay. Uh, I think you filed a case in the, in the Kerala High Court. In Kerala, I filed it, yes. Okay. No, because he mentioned property, I wanted to understand because you said that HUF is a part of tax structure which is not being meddled with. This is purely Muslims, only... The conservative Muslims, uh, uh, people's, um, uh, you know, the culture is uh, still uh, 11, 11th century. I'm not talking about all Muslims. I know large okay, Muslims. Dr. Swami, there is one other question here. What is the Will the tribals face any Will they have any disadvantage? Will they face anything else? They have to conform. They have to conform, and uh, I, I would can tell you that uh, the Adivasis, for example, there's been a big change that has taken place. Uh, we have to also thank uh, organizations which have been uh, uh, dealing with these uh, uh, Adivasi or Vanvasis, to be more exact. And uh, no, no, there, there's no no difference as long as uh, the Clerics of some religion come and don't provoke people. Everybody just wants uh, uh, uniform civility. So uh, one last question, uh, Dr. Swami, uh, to to the Jagaji. Um, do you are Dr. Swami? You can you know this also better. So do you know if Ambedkar had a view on UCC and polygamy or anything like that, or was there any? Do you have, is there any note, or we don't have any information, right? Oh, no, in the he, he has spoken on it in the Constituent Assembly. Uh, those who say no, no, he didn't want it. No, it's all nonsense. The man was totally committed to it, and he also only married after his uh, first wife died, and uh, to to the uh, external uh, to the ex uh, to the shock of uh, many of the hardliners in the, the Dalit community, he married a Brahmin lady. His second wife was a Brahmin lady, and his teacher who taught him everything and sent him to. Uh, uh, Columbia University, he was also a Brahmin teacher. They are now making him out to be somebody who was pushed around. Yes, Nehru was pushing him around because Nehru was jealous of his education. He, he got a PhD from Columbia University. He got a, a, a you know, a, a, another degree from London School. And then he became you know, barrister and came back to India. Jawaharlal Nehru never passed an exam. Except the gentleman's exam. Yeah, one last question. Uh, they also some people think that the UCC might have an impact on uh, SCST or the, that's a separate act. People, guys, don't confuse things. UCC has got nothing to do with caste and things like that. So don't confuse again. Don't read WhatsApp university messages because that is a separate act. So don't get confused over this. UCC is only completely different. So I just want to mention that because. Some, some messages going back and forth. I just wanted to make a clarification that it's got nothing to do with the CSP Act or any other act for scheduled cost schedule schedule. Right. 
there'll be no impact on what are existing laws. Okay, Arvindji, you can. No, before Arvindji, Rameshji, you huh. rightly pointed out, and Ajay Jagaji has been emphasizing in his talk that a lot of vested interests who are not for uniform civil code are carrying out a large disinformation campaign against yes. UCC and dishing out all type of stories saying that uh, will schedule cars be allowed into Hindu temples? First of all, <laughs> Hindu temples are open to everybody, including the schedule car. This is some of the diversionary tactics or disinformation campaign by vested interest to try and create uh, distrust in the UCC. This is for the information of all viewers. Over to Arvind for his uh, closing remarks. I think uh, this program was uh, at the very appropriate time. Uh, when the country is debating this uniform civil code and law commission is inviting people's reaction uh, about, uh, I mean, though there is no draft, that is a problem. And uh, the only, uh, law, only thing law commission is inviting is the reaction of the people to the concept of uniform civil code without being a draft. And let me just tell you, this Jagdish ji, whatever you have pointed out about the uh, rumors being floated by vested interest, it is because there is no draft. Had there been a draft in public, perhaps yeah. there was no space for these uh, rumors. And so Hello, what... Arvindji, internationally, internationally, India is getting put down by this UCG. I'm not talking only in India disinformation campaign. I'm talking yeah. about big newspapers even in America that are that are spewing nonsense with UCC about UCC. Yeah. So, so the, these schools are are misutilizing or exploiting the lack of draft. If the draft was there, there was no place for such rumors. And it is very good uh, 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 the way the Mr. Jagga has put it. Dr. Swami initially introduced it. Thank you, Dr. Swami, for that. And Mr. Jagga has clarified. So now there should, I mean, all these rumors should come to a rest. And people who are spreading these rumors, A, this will affect uh, uh, a particular religion, whether it is Muslims or Jains or Christians or anybody else, or it will affect the uh, rights of the tribals. In fact, Uniform Civil Code is going to do justice to all the sections of the country, irrespective of which state you come from, irrespective of which religion you come from, irrespective of your age or gender or caste or whatever. So I think it is one of the things which should be welcomed by one and all. And Dr. Swami has been advocating it for a long time, even before BJP put it in the uh, manifesto in 1989. Janta Party under the leadership of Dr. Swami had put it in the manifesto and demanding it. So uh, let's, all let's all welcome it. Let's all welcome it and uh, uh, try to pacify those who, without any basis, are raising their voices. A, because the draft is not available. B, because government has not made a sincere attempt to clarify this. Now, one, one last thing, because it's being treated quite a bit. Yes. Somebody says that if a Parsi woman marries outside, say, marries a Hindu, then she's uh, she's uh, you know removed from the community. Uh, that's got nothing to do with the uniform civil court. Yes. Only if a Parsi woman was marrying somebody who was uh, having himself three four wives already, 
that that kind of thing uh, would uh, would be affected but if a parsi woman marries any other religion uh and the the, the community doesn't like it well the, that's got nothing to do with the uniform civil code as long as there is one man one woman that's all full stop that is the core of the um uh, the ucc concept uh, and now dr sami taking clue from you uh, i have got one very important question uh, in my mind before i conclude in fact i was about to conclude what about the jagaji about this lgbtq community will their rights will also be affected by uniform no. civil because dr sami said men and women that uh, is men and men yes, is not permitted women no, and women are not yeah they will have a separate uh, uh, thing altogether their acceptability is the issue and uh, but at the moment even supreme court has not agreed to recognize their marriages so <laughs> therefore uh, don't bring that in it's it is man and woman only and they are 99.9999% of the population <laughs> yes yes so jagdish thank you very much uh the dr swami thank you very much this was a program which was needed at this point in time when law commission has extended the last date up to 28th of july initially it was 14th of july now they have given two more weeks for people to respond and let's all appeal to people that in all fairness uh they should uh, support the uniform civil code even if it is without draft thank you very much thank you jagdish ji thank you ramesh swami ji I thank my uh, technical team led by Ashish Chetty, Ishwar Ayer, Gadgi Rakesh, Swami Nathan, Tejas Navalkar, Vishal Mehta, and Ajesh Nair. 23rd of July, next Sunday, we will be meeting again with a new topic and Dr. Subramanian Swami. Till then, Namaskar, Jain. Jain, Dhanyavad. <laughs>